All right, so this podcast is going to be called HVAC is the Easy Part. Practice one call at a time. So a little backstory on how we operate in our company. Our, our technicians have access to their entire schedule of every, every day, right, for the, for the entire day in advance, the entire week in advance, for month, year, whatever. Whatever's on their schedule, they can see it, okay? Now, I don't necessarily think that's such a great idea because it tends to force guys to and gals to, you know, rush through the call because they're on because they may see they have, you know, four, five, six calls stacked on their schedule and they're thinking they just want to get through the day. So I'm not a fan of that. Why? Because if you're not focusing on the call at hand, you're really shortchanging you know, yourself, the customer. You're minimizing your potential earning. You're possibly letting things slide that you normally wouldn't slide. And it's just, it's, you know, it's not good. So you really want to get in the habit, even if you do see your old schedule, that you want to, you know, go through every single thing one call at a time. Okay. So the HVAC is the easy part. Well, what does that mean? Well, when you're on your calls, you have a lot of things you're responsible for, right? You, know, you, you got to be, before you even get to your call, you got to make sure you're in uniform, make sure all your tools have fresh batteries and ready for use, make sure your tools are, make sure you have all your tools that you're going to need to do, you know, to accomplish a job. But, you know, your van's clean, van's stocked, you have parts, you're on time, you know, you have any paperwork that's required of you, you know, even, you know, credit card swipers charge. I mean, you name it, you, you got to have all this stuff together, right? And then when you get there, you, you got to know where to park and, you know, how to address the customer, all these things. But um, there's a lot, a lot involved. So if you're on a maintenance call, you know, you did all that stuff and you're all prepared for this maintenance call, or it's, you know, you're running calls all day, you know, this is going to kind of walk you through what I mean by, you know, practicing one call at a time. You really want to, you know, the first thing you're going to do is check operation, right? Turn the thermostat on. We're going to talk about a cooling call. Turn the thermostat on, right? Make sure it runs. Let's back up. Hang on. Let's back up. First thing you're going to do is greet yourself, right? You want to clarify the expectation with the customer. Let them know that, hey, I'm out here to perform a cleaning and a check on your air conditioner. Now, I use clean and check opposed to tune-up. Because you're not tuning anything, right? What are you tuning? You know, we used to have to adjust expansion valves and things like that. <clears throat> I don't use maintenance because I'm doing more than just maintenance. I'm checking it, testing components, you know, ensuring reliability, making sure there's no, you know, potential problems down the road for them. So I tell them I'm going to do a clean and check. Now, why do I even say that? Obviously, I'm there for a clean check, right? Well, sometimes things happen. Sometimes the office may book the call or dispatch it to you as a cleaning check, and in reality, it's an estimate or it's a repair call, a service call. <clears throat> and you want to make sure that you're, you know, you're not, you know, you're not setting yourself up for failure off the bat. But again, I'm gonna put emphasis on clean it and check it. Clean it and check it. Then you're going to tell the customer or ask the customer, you know, how's everything been working? Have you had any problems? 
How's, how's everything working last time we were out here? And give them an opportunity to answer. You know, when you ask a question, anytime you ask a question, you want to stop and wait for the response, wait for the answer. So once you get that, I said, no, everything's fine. Everything's good. Well, you're going to go into this. You're going to say, well, if I come across any potential problems, anything that may become a potential problem in the future or any deficiencies you have, would you like me to tell you about them or just document it? 9.99999 times out of 10, they're going to want to hear about it, right? But why even ask that to begin with? Here's why. You're setting the mindset. And part of setting the mindset is, listen, I'm here to clean it and check it. And in the event he comes across something that's going to be a potential problem in the future or a deficiency, he's going to tell me about it. Now, if you don't say these things to these customers, your clients, say, if I come across anything and ask their permission to, you know, bring it up to them so they can have the option to address it or not, you can come off as just, you know, looking like you're trying to sell shit. And, and, and our job is not, you know, we're technicians, right? We're not just salesmen. We're technicians. But you've got to have permission to have that conversation first. So what is the air documented part? Well, here's the deal. If you come up with something that's going to be a potential problem or a deficiency, they may not want to hear about it, but you're still going to document it somewhere where they're going to see it. Meaning, on the invoice, you know, in an email to them, text on the paper, paperwork that you're giving them. Somewhere they're going to see it. You want them to see it. So you want to make sure they're going to document that. Okay. Okay, so now I'll go back to the thermostat. Hey, I'm going to go to the thermostat now. Uh, what do you normally keep it cooled for? Cooling set for? Give them the chance again. You're asked a question. Give them the chance to respond. Mrs. Smith, normally I start the thermostat. Just curious, what do you normally keep it set for when you're in cooling? Oh, well, you know, keep it, I don't know. They're a lot of times you surprise the answer. Sometimes it's ridiculous, like 65. And a lot of times they're going to ask you, well, what's an average temperature? Well, you know, my response to that is, well, it's whatever you're comfortable with, right? But you're setting yourself up as the authoritarian figure when it comes to their system by asking, those in control, and you're taking control of your call. Those in control of the call, those in control of any conversation, are the ones that are asking the questions. Why? Because you're demanding an answer. When you ask a question, you're demanding an answer. Okay, so if you want to be a good boss or a good, you know, life partner or friend or team you know, teammate or something like that, and you've got a point to get across, don't just make the point. Ask a question. Demand an answer. You're demanding an answer. You're kind of, you know, setting them up for, you know, between that and asking them if you can present any problems or potential deficiencies or potential problems. What you're doing is you've already asked two questions and you're, you're, you're setting the stage for your recommendations. And this right here is the ticket and the key to not getting the pushback from the customer when you do try to bring things up to them. Sorry, I had to pause because I work, I work from home and my dogs are out here and they are all get overly excited sometimes. I have a little dachshund, miniature dachshund, who goes through bark collars like crazy. 
can't keep these damn things charged, can't keep them working. Because she just barks, barks at every every leaf that blows by and every every Amazon driver that stops by around here. But anyway, back to this. So, yeah, so you want to make sure you're asking those questions. You know, if I come across any potential problems you know, or any deficiencies you have, you want me to come tell you about them or just document it? And Mrs. Smith, I started at the thermostat. Just curious what you normally keep the temperature set to. doesn't matter the response. So next step is I'm going to go downstairs, look at your system, all these things. And I'm not going to get into too many details. I'm going to try to abbreviate this because I'm already going beyond length that I wanted to, you know, to, to keep this to. But you're going to clean it, right? When you clean the equipment, you want to clean it really good. You know, most likely you're going to have some type of, you know, maintenance checklist that your company, you know, makes you go through or, you know, whatever. But, you know, when you clean it, you know, I always tell our guys, you know, listen, when I'm doing the maintenance, I've got a little camping table. It's about a two-by-three-foot camping table. I know another guy in my company bought one or a couple guys bought one. I go out there, I set the table up, set all my tools out there, right, pull the tops off, pull everything apart on that air conditioner. We get we get a two-hour block. You know, usually it takes an hour and a half to do what I do and a half an hour to get to my next call, stop for coffee, lunch, whatever, relax. But you want to make a production of this. And you, you want to clean it really, really good. Then when you're done cleaning it, putting it back together, now's the time you got to check it, right? So when you check these things, you, know, you want to be checking things, you know, contactors, contactors for burning, pitting, stuff like that, capacitor, microfarad ratings. You know, some guys like to mega ohm the compressors, which is not a bad idea, but definitely do antros. If you run a furnace, check ignition systems and all the little odds and ends things, right? So once you get done with your cleaning and you're checking it, now most companies, including ours, you know, want the technicians to, you know, record data from the unit, what you're working on, right? And what does that look like? Well, normally we, we ask for a picture of the data tag. We ask them to type in the model serial number, the date of installation, data manufacturer, um, and then upload a picture, like I said, of the data tag and a picture of the unit as a whole as it's installed. So that down the line, if we go to quote a replacement, the customer, you know, wants to replace it, all that information's there. You know, all that information's already there. There's no extra legwork that's got to be done. Um, and that's in every piece of equipment, you know, furnace, AC, water heater, air handler, coil, uh, you know, purification system, humidifier, dehumidifier, boiler, whatever, you name it. you got to document that stuff. Keep note of that, you know. Um, now's the time, you see, we've been through all that, right? Now, in our case, we use what's called like a summary of findings form. And on that summary of findings form, we kind of have this laid out where you know, there's a section for reporting on it, and then there's a section on recommendations, and there's a few different sections where guys can write options for you know, adjustments or corrections that need, you know, need to be done. But bottom line is you need to report first. Report first on the current condition. Also, when you're doing your cleaning and your checking, you don't want to stop midway through that and then go to the customer every time you have you find something going on. Please don't do that. You're like a, a you know a chicken with his head cut off. Do if you, if you come across something, even if the unit's not working, right? Unit's not working. Go through everything, check everything, hundred percent. You know, see how everything looks. Write all your notes down. 
all your recommendations down. And you also write down all your reporting down. Now, what's reporting look like? Well, in our case, age of the equipment, overall condition, meaning is it okay, good, poor, need to be replaced, really bad, whatever. It's dangerous. You know, uh, you know how clean or how dirty it was and how much cleaning you had to do. You know, one of the things I always tell my customers, you know, you're doing, you know, it's really, really dirty when it is really, really dirty. So not only did I clean it, but I actually had to clean it twice. You know, take credit for the things you do. Some companies charge more for that. Some companies have, you know, limitations where if it's taking you longer than 15 minutes to clean the unit, you need to charge a, an additional fee because, I mean, this isn't, you know, hey, all this additional work isn't baked into the price already. So you got to, you know, charge additionally for that, right? But some companies just want you to clean it really good and they charge enough. So they don't care. And I, and I report on all these things to the customer. Okay, so now we're moving on to, and, and reporting, you want that to be in your own words, right? Um, I know there's a lot of fancy checklists out there and things that are integrated into the various software, you know, systems that we use and stuff like that. But this is where you're having a conversation with the homeowner in your own words. Okay, report on your own words. Then recommendations. Now, in the rare event, the customer says, I don't want to hear about any problems, I don't care, whatever, then I would quickly on the piece of paper that I'm giving them, because I'm leaving them a copy of the paper too, by the way. I'm not just talking to them, because if you talk to somebody, you don't know what's going on in their head. You, know, you, you want to leave a piece of paper, it's going to remind them, hey, you're going to read this. Or, I know the guy was telling me all this stuff, I don't understand it, but you know, I'm going to look at this again, and maybe they'll call the office with questions. You, know, you want some physical form left behind. Okay, Digital too, we'll get into that. But you want a physical paper that is in their face, on their counter, all the time, because sometimes people need to hear things two, three, four, five times before they stick, and you just telling them one time may not be enough. And in most cases, honestly, it's not. So you need to have this stuff neatly documented, neatly documented, write slow. If you got a problem with your handwriting, well, maybe take a you know take a handwriting practicing class or something to help you know improve your handwriting. But uh, you know, so back to the recommendations is. They said, I don't want to hear about things because they don't. And here's some recommendations I have for you. That's all you're going to say. Don't go into detail. Now, if they did say they want to hear about it, which they do usually, you know, these are things that you're going to have on there, like, you know, things to improve the efficiency of the equipment, uh, recommendations to ensure reliability. So you have weak components. Maybe they're working, but tell people about this stuff, right? You know, it's no different than you go into the mechanic, an oil change on your, on your vehicle, and there's a nail in your tire. But your tire's not flat. Okay, well, does that mean they shouldn't tell you about it? No, absolutely not. They'd be very, very irresponsible, lack integrity. Tell these people, listen, I tested your components. They're weak. Okay, are they working? Yeah. Yeah, everything's working fine. It's operating. But your components are weak. So, um... One of the things that went on here, you know, just so you have pricing for budgeting purposes to ensure reliability and get this, you know, weak components out of here is the price. Or you can wait till they fail. I don't care. And you shouldn't care. It's not your money. Some other recommendations you might want to have are things to improve their comfort. Like maybe adding a ductless system to their master bedroom if they complain. And, you know, hey, when, when you know, while you're out here, can you take a look at my system? It's always hotter upstairs. You know, like uh, putting in a ductless system to improve the... Uh, Comfort level in their in their master bedroom. 
right? Or, you know, things that can, you know, improve the air quality, like, you know, April air air cleaner filter or air purification system or ventilator, humidifier, dehumidifier, things like that. And then things that can, you know, hopefully prolong the life of the equipment, like maybe compressor saver, start assist kit, or a surge protection system. You know, these are all things that are should be, you know, at least educating the customer on, right? With any recommendations, you know, kind of categorize them too. I'm not going to get into too many details now, but, you know, group these things together. Give them options. And, and, and the one way I give options are this, you know, kind of the bare minimum, right? Or the bare minimum I'm presenting to you to get all this stuff taken care of. And then, you know, like, listen, things that are going to break within the first year or two are things you need to do, okay? Things you should consider. Well, motor's kind of drawing amperage. You know, I adjust the fan blade and all these things. and Or, you know, units uh, a little low in refrigerant, which means you might have a leak, but it's not affecting cooling now. So you should consider, you know, maybe a leak check or you, know, you should consider, you know, a recharge and adding a system sealant. So I got my need to do, my should do, and then I give my unit replacement option. So if I'm work, out there working on the AC unit, what's it cost to, you know, basically just a basic, you know, you know, replace the air conditioner and coil, or if I'm on a furnace cleaning, what's it cost to? And then the last thing is the system system replacement. So I've got a need to do, should do, unit replacement, system replacement option. Now. Are these the only options they have to do? No, this is just something to kind of initiate the conversation. Well, you know, I've been thinking about replacing the whole system. Is this really the only option you have? No, there's m many, many options, right? And I, I'm going to sure I can share those if you're interested, or I can just send them over via email. I can share them now and go over them together, or whatever, you know, however your company does it. Some companies I don't like to, you know, recommend a, uh, you know, engineer to come out or sales engineer or somebody to come out there and, and actually sell it. But, you know, in the event that you're a technician, I'm kind of giving you the flow how to get into that, right? So this is just talking points, you know, so, so that's kind of enough on that, but, you know, definitely a recommendation section. Then you want to talk about your memberships, right? So main, maintenance memberships are, you, know, you, you want to talk about that at least on every call and hopefully you're, Dispatchers and CSRs are talking about it to every customer they, they you know they, they have a conversation with because maintenance memberships or clan check memberships you know where we come out there twice or four times a year you know, that's the backbone of every company right ensures you have work when it's slow and there's no demand builds trust with your clients too because they're used to seeing you come out there, even if it's new equipment. I have some companies like, I don't want maintenance memberships going out there on new equipment. It's a waste of money. No, you're, you, it's not a waste of money, right? You're keeping the equipment clean and you're maintaining a relationship with that customer. So when, not if, when they have a problem, they have a reliable source that they can call on that's been already looking at their equipment for whatever, how many years or months or whatever. And that person is you. So when the time comes and something breaks down, you come out there, make the recommendations. They're not going to question it because you already have that, you know, you already built the trust with that client. So after you've, you know, you put down all this stuff here, you know, after you've already done your, you, know, your, you got your preparation for the call, you got to the call, you cleaned it really good, you set up your little table, <laughs> took everything apart, you checked everything, checked the whole property. 
uh, you did your profile on all your equipment, took your datas, your pictures, uploaded all that stuff. You know, then you got your form or, or even a nice piece of paper together, and you had a section where it reported on the con- current condition. You have a section for your your four recommendations, your need to do, your should consider, your unit replacement option, your system replacement option, and it to the customer. Okay. Any other questions? You have any of this stuff, sir, ma'am? Nope. Okay, if there's anything you want to take care of today, I could or could take care of it today, or if you can't take care of it today, you know, we can get a hold of the office to get it scheduled. There you go. That's as pushy as I get. I'm not a pushy salesman, but normally this spurs questions about certain things, and, and, and again, it opens up that, uh, you know, conversation. Once calls all, comp- calls all, all that form's done, I get into the maintenance membership and do all that. I have a conversation about that. Usually we have brochures we leave behind. I just basically explain them. Here's the membership. That's X amount of dollars per year or per month. We come out in the fall, clean it, clean and check your furnace or your heating system. We come out in the spring, clean and check your cooling system. And it gives you this much discount on, you know, repairs and you know, if you're a member, for every year you're a member, you get $100 off your equipment replacement and so forth and so on. So there's a lot of benefits to this. And then I, I would give them that. Well, even if they are a maintenance membership radio conversation, may go something like, well, here, sir, I'm just giving you this pamphlet. I know you've been a member for five years. Thank you for that. But just to you know, remind you what you're paying for, I came out here to take care of the spring cleaning check. We'll be back out here in the fall to take care of your you know, heating cleaning check. Right? So... Again, it builds more value, building trust, you're transparent, these are all good things, okay? Last thing I do when I'm with that customer is I thank them for their business. Always, always, always thank customers for your business. Why would I do that? It's not my company. Because it is your company. You are the company, okay? Technicians, CSRs, dispatchers, warehouse people, all these people that are part of a company are the company, Okay? Unless you're a sole proprietor all by yourself, then they have even more reason to thank the customer because if you're trying to build a company or build a team, then yeah, you want to make sure you're thanking your customers for their business. You know, there's a lot of options out there, especially in the holidays. There's a lot of options for people to have, you know to choose from when they when they call in a you know HVAC company. So make sure you're thanking people for their business. Okay. Then you get in your truck, you got all your stuff cleaned up. You pull on the road. Now is your time to take 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes. Type up digital estimates, mirroring what you gave them on that piece of paper, and send it to them. Okay? You got to send them that stuff. Now you've told them about it. You left them a piece of paper that's front and center on their counter. Hopefully, they're going to pass by it a few times this day, maybe tomorrow. Depending on how frequently they clean their counters, it can be passed by a bunch of times. Get them in their inbox. If you can text them the uh, digital estimate, that's even better. Nobody checks their nobody checks their uh, emails as much as they check their text. Text them, okay. Then you got to call the office. Tell them what you use on your truck. If, you, if your company does that, you know, tell them how to call and tell them you're going to your next one. Ask them for directions to your next whatever this thing. So you got a lot to do. Then you got you should be doing follow-ups, okay. The day after these calls are ran, where you made these recommendations, which in a lot of cases is going to be every call, set some time aside. Even if you got to tell the office, hey, listen, I need a half an hour out of every day to do follow-ups. 
with my clients. Okay. And any smart company is going to allow you the time to do that. And when you make these follow-ups, they're going to be very simple. Hey, Mrs. Smith. This is Kevin. I was out there yesterday doing a cleaning check on your air conditioner. How are you? Good. Um, I was just calling to see if you had any questions on anything we talked about. Nope. Good. Very well. Well, if you do, this is my number, or you can call the office or whatever. Feel free to give me a call. Have a great day, and thanks again for your business. So your fault, that's simple follow-up. Very simple follow-up, highly effective, opens up that, that line of communication again, lets them know that even though the call's done, you're not gone, you're still there, so that if they do choose to spend some money and, and, and make some corrections, that you're not going anywhere. You're still there. It's, you need to do follow-ups, and hopefully your digital system is also following up, so you're, you're double following up. So this podcast went on a little bit longer than I was wanting it to, but <clears throat> we covered a lot here today. You know, the HVAC part, though, that's the easy part. Right? It's all the administrative talking to customers, you know, educating. I mean, there's just so much involved in this job to be great, to be great, to be good, to not just be some schmuck. And, um, you know, you've got to take it one freaking call at a time. You cannot be looking at your schedule. We've got to hurry up through this call because you're going to be skipping these steps. And these steps are proven to show and give you results. You know, you're going to have results. You're going to have happy customers and leave them five-star reviews and all that shit because you're doing all these things you're supposed to be doing and not just going out there and fucking hosing off an air conditioner or, you know, checking some capacitor or some shit. No, you're, you're spending time and earning trust with the customer. And I promise you, if you do these things, it's going to pay off dividends for you. <clears throat> 